Welcome back to Squawking Dead. It's taken us a little while to find our feet knowing that Nick is ultimately killed off in the series, but there's an interesting opportunity now to give his death far greater meaning in the form of these time jumps. Even in the present, it definitely lends an opportunity for Morgan to bond with our group in a way they might not have been able to had Nick remained alive. And it definitely adds a tremendous amount of weight to what we eventually find out is the fall of the baseball stadium they've been living out of in the past. Where in the first few episodes of this season, there seemed to be little to no connection between the group's past and present, we're now starting to see connective tissue that helps us to better understand why they're in this KG zero fucks left to give state. And they are presenting in the most heartbreaking way. It's as if they're in the, the most personal of hells. I mean, Luciana is challenged yet again with a Nick that would rather stick together and hunker down with his family than run away with her. Strand is choosing to sacrifice his bug-out plan to give his family an extra day's provisions. And Alicia, knowing full well that she's capable of surviving out there in the wild, is in lockstep with her mother and even convinces Naomi to find a purpose within the stadium walls rather than readily give up and allow her to move on. And yet, knowing that giving in to their old habits might have been the best thing to do at the time is the ultimate of mindfucks. So, whenever my mind takes too many dead ends, I simply have to take the easy way out and turn it over to the relish on my weenies, <laughs> the maple syrup on my cattle pie, and the, and the blue bonnet on my resting place, Carol. I'm glad you just didn't compare me to the, what was it, the cat food patty? <laughs> <laughs> I would well, no, you're the maple syrup. I'm the maple syrup. Okay. On my right. cattle patty. Okay. All right. I'll take that. <laughs> I was a little afraid. Okay. I'm just full disclosure. I was a little afraid. I, I, I and this is why I put it first of saying the, the, of the relish of my weenies thing because <laughs> to distract from everything else. You know, we're almost forty, but we have minds of. 14 year olds. I know. So, yeah, so I just kind of like rushed through it. So, like, oh, I hope she doesn't notice this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super mature. She's the diced pickles on my, on my sauce case, my sausage casing. <laughs> super mature. We're really mature. We're almost 40. Who's well, we? I wrote this. <laughs> I know. I know you did. You take all the credit, but I, I, but, but I encourage it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like it's not like as if you're sending me an inst- like a messenger say like hey listen uh, passive aggressively yeah, exactly <laughs> could you like not do these sexual things in the interest I'm like what sexual things I'm like it's funny <laughs> it's a joke oh, oh yeah. that yeah oh whoa yeah I don't know if that's gonna go over well <laughs> it's called humor folks it's yeah. funny yeah just tap in ooh, tap in sense of humor don't use the word tap. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Let me pull up my notes. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. So like I was saying, yeah, yeah, I'm turning this over to you. So give me your give me your impressions. Give me your, your, your feelings right off the bat. Well, I like the fact how we're kind of just keeping the pace on this. You know, we're continuing where we left off in the last episode. And I like how we keep going with these flashbacks to kind of understand wh- how we got to where we are. Like, we still have a lot of holes that we need to figure out, obviously. But I like the fact that we were getting everything through the eyes of these kind of video testimonies, if you will. Yeah, from, in a way, right. Yeah, from each of these, not all the characters, obviously, but from Strand, from Luciana, from Alicia, just in terms of their individual experiences and just the events leading up to, like you said, we assume like the fall of the stadium. I mean, mean, it seems like that is what happened. And we're getting closer to understanding when exactly that happened, how that happened, what were the circumstances and the particulars to what happened. It's interesting to just understand where they were leading up to that. 
I'm very curious. I'm all in. I, I think the twist at the end with Naomi, Laura, you know. Naomi the, slash Laura. Naomi slash is. Laura, whoever she is. The connection to John Dory. I thought that was really cool and interesting. And I'm excited to see that backstory. But yeah, I, I thought it was good. It definitely had me riveted. I thought there was some really cool walker scenes. The water park landscape I oh, thought was yeah. great. I thought yeah. that was really fun. Really fun background that... I don't think we've really seen before. And I, I just, it was like an amusement park of terrors kind of, you know, sort of, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? For some people, I think a water park is already filled with frights. Yeah, for like me. bacteria or whatever. Yeah, no, for me. Like but, those tubes, oh, yeah. I get really? claustrophobic. No, I won't go on them. Oh, wow. I, <laughs> I, I love this. See, Mila, I love this stuff. I like, I love amusement park rides. I love, I love, I love amus- water parks. I love amusement parks, but water parks, I can go on certain rides. Those tubes, I get freaked out. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, mm-hmm. I can see why you'd say that. I mean, like, let's... Uh, it, Imagine for a sec that you're not going down them fast enough. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. guys, guys, hello? Guys, oh, hello? Oh, no, I, I'm, I'm getting nervous just even thinking about that. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever heard of anybody getting stuck in one of those things? That ever? Simpsons episode. Remember? Oh, Home God. <laughs> But we're not, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I know, I know. It's, it's a cartoon, but you, again, we're mature, or I'm mature. But Sure, sure, <laughs> sure we are. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. But yeah, I, I see what you mean. I feel like slowly we're mm-hmm. starting to see the, the differences in color. Okay, so I yes, mentioned... Yes. I like that. I do like the, the fact that they're using the different tones. I noticed that also just in terms of what the now, you have this sort of grayish, sort of bleak, sort of kind of tones with only maybe certain pops of color with the blue bonnet. Right, flowers, right. Basically, that just kind of punctuates it. And then when we go back to the before, it's almost kind of like a yellow tint sort like of... warmer. Mm-hmm. Right. But what I'm noticing now in this episode is that the scenes from the past are getting a little less warmer. Yeah, that's good. That's a I true, don't know about the point. No, yeah. that's a good point. Now, the present, actually, when we flash to the present, so far, that's all been in the dark. Yes, yeah. Now, so I don't have a sense of color right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe it may have been purposeful. Like, that whole episode being done in the dark in the present may mm-hmm. indicate, like, a mournful, like, night has fallen right. sort uh-huh. of feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, along with the fact that it just happens to be nighttime. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, we start out with uh, viewing things in the past from through Althea's lens, you know, right. taking down Walker Ennis, mm-hmm. covering Nick up and, and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Actually, a very interesting scene that I hadn't noticed before. For some reason, Luciana actually uh, she was the Nick one. out. Yeah. yeah, she was the one who basically put him down. Yeah. Before yeah. he could turn. Yeah. But other than that, these were rest- retrospective shots. Mm-hmm. When we're actually in the present, we're actually in the dark, in the van or out of the van, but it's, it's at nighttime. So mm-hmm. I just thought that was very interesting. Not only it was the color washed out in the last episode in the present but now we're in, in a setting where in a sense there's an absence of color yes. you know what i mean there's this nighttime so mm-hmm. we're relying on the cones not the rods and the ah, eyeball yes anyway so but yes but the past sequences are, now it's, it's starting to get a little less warm in color yeah as the episode yeah. goes on so I love what they're doing here. They're paying really close I, attention to cinematic I, detail and storyline detail. I think so too. And even in terms of the opening, because yes. you know, obviously from my perspective, I went into it with a certain expectation because I was not a diehard fear watcher. When the season started, I was already kind of preparing myself for the intro and the music from what I knew of fear. And I feel like pressing com- a sample button right now and going and just playing it right now. <laughs> Like very nine inch nails kind yeah. of you know like that sort of you know 
Yeah. But it's completely different. And the fact that every beginning scene is in reference to what happens in the episode, I yeah. thought was very interesting. Yeah, and definitely. I noticed like with this episode, I was already kind of waiting for it. So I was trying to kind of see like, oh, what is it? And then I kind of noticed like, because at first I thought like, oh, is my, what's wrong with my connection or whatever? And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's my cable. It's, it's my cable it's company's right. connection. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, no, no, because it's all videotape, because this is all kind of like a retrospective from the video testimonies. So I was like, okay, all right, I get oh, it. Oh, yeah. And, and also, it's in uh, it's not in letterbox. It's uh, it's in pan and scan mode. So it's in four by three rather than mm-hmm. full, than widescreen, too. So yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah. I, yeah. It, w- it took me a, a little bit. I was like, what's... And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I see what you're doing. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're watching this from a, from a little television. Oh. Mm-hmm. I just sounded like Jeff Goldblum there. Uh huh. We're watching. Oh, I love Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. Yes. Awesome. So yes, 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 yeah. Yes. <laughs> you do a pretty good job. <laughs> Don't worry, we got more more to come. More to come. <laughs> Gotta hope not. Sorry, guys. Well, well of knowledge here. Yeah. Well, so. well of of. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all the all the attention to detail when it comes to cinematography, all the weaving in of plot points and. And I feel like they've had to really, they must have had to really think on their feet when it came to Frank Delane, you know, the guy who plays Nick. Yeah, right. So they, they, and maybe it may have given them, sure, like an opportunity to, to do some crazier things with the story. But think of all the detail. I feel like yeah. the, the showrunners, the writers, they're really giving you value when yeah. it comes to watching the show. You know, the intros, yeah. mm-hmm. the colors, the characters weaving in this story with the the series regulars is it it's and it's not as if they're absconding or trying to take away yeah. from the series regulars which yeah. could have been like the an opportunity to do that you know how so like sometimes some shows go a little stale sure I, i'm not arguing this usually when that happens they they'll introduce new characters and yes bring like life the to Brady the story Lynch. But like to, but also in a way to kind of distance themselves from the current characters. Mm-hmm. I feel like the way they did this. Some people are calling it a reboot, mm-hmm. but I call it more of like a refresh. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're still making the main story uh, surrounding our series regulars. Yeah, you know, yeah. they're still surrounding it around the Clark family business and uh, of staying alive and stuff like that. But they're just adding these other characters to kind of maybe widen the 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 field and 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 maybe kind of hone in the 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 real the real main arc of what's going on of survival and hope when it comes to the season let me ask you a question on that note do you because i have heard some people with these thoughts and i don't know how you feel about it there are some people who relish more the moments that are in the now because of the new characters you mean like althea. the present yeah the present mm. that has like althea and john dory and morgan mm. Mm. And when it goes to the before, they're not as crazy about it because they're kind of really loving these new characters. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So, so here's the thing. Okay. And that's and that's kind of why I didn't want to say it was like a reboot or that, oh, these characters are a reason to watch. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. I've been watching Fear the Walking Dead from the beginning and and every week live. You know, it's it's not like as if I'm catching up. I was catching up or anything. Right. I, I, I liked where they were going. I enjoyed the paths that they were weaving. There were some decisions that I, I'm not going to say confused me, like like the exit of Cliff Curtis and Lorenzo Henry and, and some of the characters that love the like Ruben Blades, Mercedes Mason just the way these characters have exited 
it wasn't as if they confused me or anything like that. Because look, we're not we're no strangers to people on the initial getting killed off and stuff like that. The Walking Dead has prepared us for things like that, mm-hmm. and even like the decision to 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 cut Cliff Curtis. Even that to me is like, oh, okay, this is kind of a curveball. Oh, you'd think Cliff Curtis was kind of like the the kind of like the the Rick of the show, but really it's Madison. And I think that there was right. a. It was maybe a pointed way to kind of indicate that, like, hey, you don't keep your eye on this, don't keep your eye on that, because this guy's going away. Right. So uh, there's something to that. So I, I I really really like the way the show was going. I like the way season three ended in a way because it really really opened up the possibilities of where they could go next, and especially like the way they were teasing the next season. And we have we still haven't seen some of those scenes. Right. Uh, basically, the scenes immediately after the dam uh, exploded, uh, where Madison yeah. kind of washes up to this. Um, I think this is like Mexican town. Uh, so just the fact that you add these new characters really it draws your eyes away from what what had happened from that time on. Right. And so, but in a way that kind of breathes a little bit of life into, and maybe even makes those past sequences a little bit more. I'd say more important. Mm-hmm. Like okay this is the flash in the pan stuff the present like all these new characters this is kind of you could say it's like almost a story onto itself mm-hmm. and then just watching these two independent things somehow find tendrils that connect them these two things that you can like you can like having watched the first three seasons right and then you can like this new thing mm-hmm. and then now watch these two things suddenly find a way to connect with each other like as i'm saying this by the way i'm i'm like interlocking my fingers together <laughs> expecting you all to know what i'm doing like i'm giving you the visual here i'm giving you the visual yes and so and that's that's kind of cool like the you know the washed out blue combining with the warm past and stuff mm-hmm. like that i really liked the the past characters so yeah. so it's it's kind of like that i could see why people would say that of course as i'm trolling instagram and trying to read all the comments comment after comment is all about oh i stopped watching midway into yeah. the first season no for sure i see it all the time it's, yeah. it's a lot it's been a real shot in the arm you know for the show these new characters it's really incited a lot of energy and a lot of renewed interest yeah um, and it kind of shocks me a little bit you know to see to know that 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 how widespread that was yeah, it, but you know what the thing is it's it's what i've always said it's the characters on Walking Dead are caricatures. And I feel these new additions are kind of caricatures in and of themselves. You have like a cowboy gunslinger. Oh, is it the karate man? That, the, way, <laughs> the way Morgan was called. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I still say that Althea looks like, you know, Tracer from the game Overwatch. You know, I mean, it's just. <laughs> there we go. Their characters are very, very distinctive. Yeah. Very, very distinctive characters. They stand out, right. They, they stand out. It, it does definitely incite some interest. Like, oh, I wonder what his deal is. Yeah. I, I think what, what drew me to, to fear originally was the idea of family like it, having this family stick together even if it was like someone of a broken one yeah yeah no it's definitely an interesting take on it like a a kind of you know because we always or i always say that you know people love to talk with walking dead and, and criticize when characters do things like like eugene and, and say like oh no that's you know he's such a coward or whatever like let's be honest most of us in reality would be eugene right right and exactly very, very few of us would be daryl like that's just the reality of the situation but with a show like fear following around this family it's a lot more relatable to what would a family how do they get by how how do they survive right but then finding out that 
that this family is not so normal. You not know? so normal, yeah. You know, the mother has uh, an interesting past. Like a, mm-hmm. the the daughter is rebelling, and mm-hmm. and, and the, the son, the son has, is an addict. Yeah, right. Who seems to use these powers in the apocalypse to this to an interesting degree. Right. Yeah, and then all these other characters like Victor Strand, like in that guy. It's funny, like how the family is is seemingly the most normal, and then. All these outside characters, like even Ruben Blades. Oh, he mm-hmm. was a ex-military. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and whoa, so crazy, awesome. And then you know, we have Strand, the con man. So mm-hmm. I think maybe that was done purposefully. It's not as if Fear is agnostic in in the in the cartoony character kind of thing, but it's the family itself mm-hmm. doesn't have those characteristics. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How maybe everybody else in this world is cartoony except for these people. Right. It's kind of like they're the normal ones, sort of. Not sort of, but kind sort of. of. Maybe it's maybe kind of the reason why a lot of people watch reality television. Like, oh, they're normal, kind of, sort of. No, so I watch reality. reality. <laughs> I watch reality TV because it makes me feel light years better about my life. I, I was going to say, <laughs> wow. I was going to say it for you just to kind of, yeah, but you feel good about yourself. Like, oh, no, I, no, I admit it. I know, I admit it. It makes me feel great about myself. I'm like, whoa, I have my shit together, Man, clearly. Your bar is really low. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That's okay. Goodness sake. Yeah. Goodness sake. Yeah. I just, you know, I came from watching my uh, reality TV to, you know, signing on to this podcast. So, you know, <laughs> it's all about being a well-rounded individual. Quite, quite the jump. <laughs> well-rounded. That's what I am. Oh, man. <laughs> That's what I. That's what I call my body shape. It's well rounded. <laughs> Self-deprecating. I could be worse. <sighs> Yeah. The addition of these new characters definitely generating buzz. It's generating buzz. It's generating interest. But the whole show, it's it's very much a different take. I mean, they definitely did a bit of an overhaul. You know, the, the theme, the the beginning, the merging of these kind of two separate character groups. So it's it's definitely a new take. But I'm enjoying it. You know, I, mean, I don't know how much Morgan, Naomi slash Laura, and Madison play. I am still not fully sure where they fit into the the tapestry of all this oh i'm seeing morgan fit in quite well yeah i think what's really interesting is the way i'm already seeing utility in the morgan character Mm -hmm. he is he is sort of starting to kind of merge into their group he as as much as he was fighting it when he kind of stays behind with john dory yeah it's so subtle it's not like a beat you over the head sort of thing but it's almost like he's been kind of lulled into this subtle friendship without even knowing it yeah he's being tricked into it yeah like i I mean it's it's, it's so subtle like i mean he's been fighting it since the first moment he met this guy and came across his group and now he's offering to stay behind and you know keep him company you know what's really odd it's it's as if john dory is it's almost like the dr jekyll and mr hyde of of morgan like like john dory is this manifestation of you think well i mean i'm i I don't really know but Mm -hmm. it feels as though it oh this is pure morgan this is this is what morgan Mm -hmm. is when things have are peachy keen (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. And, and right with the world it's 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 the Morgan we would know had things not gone bad, mm-hmm. which again is what makes John Dory such an odd, odd post-apocalyptic character. Like, well, yeah, because he just don't seems see like people such, like that. No, he just seems like a pure soul, yeah, like a good soul. So it makes for a really, really good mirror darkly of of, of Morgan, and so. But then it always, but it concerns me too because I'm, I feel like. 
okay, well, he seems like such a good soul. So maybe he's, maybe we're going to find out this is like a misery situation with him and Laura slash Naomi. You know, I know a lot of people are saying that. Oh yeah, like, I don't know. Again, like I did get a little bit of that feeling. I was like, oh, really? God damn. You know, like, I don't know. You know, because it just seems like too. It's too good to be true. Look, we've been, we've been tortured for too long. Yeah, we've been tortured <laughs> to for too long. I mean, like, these people just can't be good. Can't be good. It's impossible. It's like, oh, God, you know, something's got to be up. It's the same reason why I think that Madison can't be dead because it's too easy. It's too easy. Well, it's not that it's too easy. It's just that it's, oh, it makes too much sense. Like, oh, of right. course she's dead. Duh. Right. right. Yeah. And, and, I th- and I think you're right. I think there's the part of me thinks that there's got to be more to it. Yeah. It can't be that easy. I mean, it can't be that conclusion because no. it's something that, oh, all the evidence you're presenting to me right now means that she's gone from, right. Nick, from Nick wanting to murder Ennis. You know, why would he want to be to do that? You know, right. it's too easy. You're right. It's and too- even Naomi is after. And you're seeing bits of that in like sneak peeks is that right. after everything she's been through, mm-hmm. I mean, whether that's real or manufactured. And that's that's another thing. It's so, yeah, a lot of people are saying that about John Dory, uh, about, oh, it could be like he's kind of a psychopath. He's kind of obsessing over her. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, you could say the same things maybe about Laura slash Naomi. Mm-hmm. Is first of all the two names mm-hmm. right off the bat, right? Right, right. And then second of all, there are just some odd things like in, in the episode, like how she knows so much about the Land Rover, right? And right. then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. like waves it off. Yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. oh, I don't know that much. Mm. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then even her story, so, something about the way the group meets up with Naomi. Yeah, just the way she acts. It's not not as much the cagey squirreliness of her, but the oh, I don't know where I, where I came from kind right. of thing. It's you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. Every, even if you've been through a lot, and even if you've moved on since from so many places, Jenna Elfman ain't no spring chicken. No. You know, you, you knew where you, you know you where you grew up. You knew where right. you were when you when the apocalypse hit. She, she's withholding something. She's withholding. Yeah, and that's that's what concerns me the most. As much as you could say John Dory is this or that. Okay, take for example this, and I did write this down. Is that it's it's more than just that. She's been with the group for three weeks, mm-hmm. you know, while the vultures have been hanging around, and she still hasn't said much about where she's come from. Yeah, three weeks living with the, no TV, I mean, <laughs> not many books. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're around these people for like an extended period of time, and mm-hmm. they're all in your face, and they, all you've got to do is to hang around them. And you don't tell them anything about your past at all. It's, it's bizarre. So, I mean, you'd figure something would come out. And, and, and like, especially something oh, about where you've come from. Yeah. More than anything else. Bless these, these the Clarks' hearts, you know, for not pushing her. Got it. No problem. I get that. Yeah. I accept that. Yeah. You know, and they're very particularly sensitive to PTSD, but. Yes, clearly. Right. But though these things are there. This These little bits of evidence are there. I'm more suspicious of Naomi at this point than I am of John Dory. And I think that makes sense. I mean, really, like, Naomi's given more of a reason for us to be suspicious than John Dory. I think that we're just, you know, just so hardened. We're so hardened and jaded that we can't yeah. imagine that it's like, wow, this man, like, found this woman and is sincerely just smitten with her. Yeah. You know, it, it's just so. So, like sweet that it's like no no way <laughs> yeah like love stories like that don't exist in the apocalypse no it's, they don't no just- 
very hard to believe. I, very look, hard. I'll be honest. I mean, I believe it mm. because no, that's no, just I the like kind of it. stupid person I am. No, I would like it. I, it would make me very happy to see. However, you know, the jaded, cynical part of me is like, hmm, I'm gonna watch this very carefully. Well, I mean, since we're jumping around a little bit, the the sneak peek from Talking Dead with John Dory in it. Very, very short. Very. It's really all it is. This guy is in bed during the daytime, mm-hmm. and walkers are are washing up on his shores. He seems to have be in a cabin on a river. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's like a little sandbar before, like before the river. So there's you know there's a little spillover. Mm-hmm. Which is where the the walkers are getting stuck. They're getting stuck in the mud between the riverbank, you know, and the uh, and the actual river. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's kind of an odd thing seeing him get up in the middle of the day, or or maybe even the start of the day, sun's out, and take these guys down, take these walkers down. It just makes me feel like he's waiting out the apocalypse in the middle of nowhere, and yeah. it's starting to get to him or something. Yeah, I so, mean it's possible. It's that isolation, right? So, which leads me to this idea that maybe the appearance of Naomi breathes life into him. Could be. Yeah, you see his face in the flashback also, and it's kind of like oh, this shit again, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, this again and again every day. It's just the same thing. I'm taking down walkers that wash up. Yeah, and that's it. That's how he's been living his life until she shows up. Yep. Yeah, and it's kind of the way he describes it too so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that like she just kind of shows up. And he's been alone this whole time. The one thing I was upset about was that I was wrong about maybe where he's been. <laughs> It's like I assumed it was a movie theater. Oh, okay. He talks about movies all the time and Sorry. and the candy and the popcorn and I'm just thinking, oh, it's a movie. He's got to be in a movie theater. Oh, he's leaned into this cowboy life and I'm wrong. Maybe no, I don't okay. know. You Most never likely, know. you never know. Yeah, but yeah, I guess we don't. Not yet. No. But he doesn't really have like in the flash in, in those scenes from next week's episode. He's not really dressed up in that cowboy getup, though. Hey, yeah, exactly, exactly. So I wonder when that all kind of fits in. You know? Yeah. I mean, well, he does in the show. He does mention that he's a police officer, right? You know, now that we're on the subject, still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes. yeah, and he was talking about a buddy on the force and 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 how he ran into a bit of bad luck the guy was a heavy you know heavy drinker right right and then this bit of bad luck basically got him to stop for a little while and the idea of that story being like good or bad we kind of always return to our nature you know right yeah mm-hmm. so it could be a thing that happens that makes you change but then eventually you kind of go back to your old habits but then it could be right. something bad that happens that makes you like nick oh want to yeah. kill ennis and then but, you know, you can always kind of come back. You right. Know? And like it's kind of like Madison says, no one's gone till they're gone. Right. You may get set back and you may have an attitude adjustment, but then you'll find your way back. You'll find your way back, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like Jenna Elfman said on our, t- <laughs> on our Twitter responses. <laughs> She's like, yeah, just, yeah, just watch and see. I, I fangirled. Fangirled. Major. Major. I, I, I was a little overwhelmed. I, yeah. I I thought that when you said you needed to take an antihistamine, I thought it was because of that. And I completely... <laughs> Is that agreed. what you meant? That's what I thought. I really <laughs> thought that was it. And I was like, oh my God, for sure. <laughs> Meanwhile, like my eyes are puffing up. <laughs> I'm dying. And then I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. My bad. I didn't really... <laughs> Oh, I didn't realize you were dying. Oh, sorry. So it wasn't about being starstruck at all. Oh, oh, okay. 
never mind. That was just me. <laughs> that made me laugh more than anything else. <laughs> you being sensitive about me dying. I was like, oh, yeah, God. I was like, oh, gosh, I'm so sorry. Meanwhile, my eyes are closing. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I can barely see. Oh. <laughs> they might as well fall asleep. Yeah, because that was like, oh, my God, this is like the highlight of the week. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, that was a little bit out of nowhere. So we basically, uh, just to give everybody a little bit of background to what I just said. I, so I've been just hitting, I've been hitting the Instagrams a little harder. Just Instagram is great. I mean, honestly, I will tell you, I spend more time on Instagram than anything else. Yeah, it's, it's scaring me a little bit. I mean, I've been just taking our Squawking Dead account and I've been... Go you know, ahead. Yeah, we we have all we're following all the showrunners, we're following the mm-hmm. cinematographers, director of photography, and we've been very fortunate to get some feedback from certain players. Yeah, like like Garrett Dillahunt, uh, sometimes Xander Berkeley, well, sometimes mm-hmm. really odd exchanges with Xander Berkeley. I was gonna say <laughs> he's the character. <laughs> let me just give them. A, let me. I'm gonna give you a little highlight. It's at one point I was behooved to send Xander Berkeley. Mark Twain's daughter's public piece on how her father is not actually an ugly man, <laughs> but is actually a very handsome man. So I yes. sent him that back. And I'm not even going to give that context at all, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. how we got to that point. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, as far as being overwhelmed, I'd been hitting one of Jenna Elfman's like more recent Instagram posts and just been... <laughs> Just been talking to other people, not really Jenna Elfman as much. Yeah, just in general, like just kind of having conversations, like yeah. keep the conversation going. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, Jenna Elfman just like likes a ton of the stuff that I've been yeah. posting. <gasps> I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> you're like, you're like, it's happening. It's <laughs> happening. <laughs> no, that would be my reaction if one day Jeffrey Dean Morgan comments on something. I will lose my shit. <laughs> I will. I will yeah, I can't. Even and, talk. and you know what? The, what's really funny about that is it wouldn't even be me. I think it would be <laughs> something that you've said because I I don't have I don't even bother commenting on Jeffrey Dean Morgan stuff because I just I know do. it's just there's so many likes and comments. I know. I do. Be, it's overwhelming. I, I do not necessarily expecting a response. That's the thing. It's like I just sort of like whatever is the conversation going, then I just sort of like oh okay, you know, if it's something that's worth commenting for, then fine. But yeah, you don't expect like I don't with anybody in general <laughs> i don't expect any sort of response so when you do get it it's like wow this is crazy yeah well you know what it, you know what makes it more overwhelming than anything else is that when you're so when you do it for people like jenna elfman garrett dillhunt uh, even real lenny james mm-hmm. the instagram accounts those are fine those are so good because then the more comments are m- commentable mm-hmm. but when you go to like jeffrey d morgan or norman reedus it's no just i know what you're like, saying it becomes pesos, like pesos you know, i know like, no i know that's that's the tons worst. of emojis like the eggplant it's, with the wet oh, sign God. <laughs> yeah no it's, it, it is the worst i agree because it's like on occasion like there, there will be some comments that like you can legitimately pipe in on and it's like oh okay you know fine but yeah you're right it gets kind of ing- oh so unwieldy it, it gets engulfed with all of this minutiae commentary that's just sort of like, I love you. And it's like, oh, God. And you know what? You know what's funny? Like, even like Stephen Ogg, half the time I'm, I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. And I would say a good half of the comments on Stephen Ogg's Instagram posts are Trevor. Just the word Trevor. Yes, yes. And I'm just like, really? Right Seriously, dude? They're you have still, nothing else to offer? They're still obsessed with like Trevor. I mean, yeah. no, but just the word. It's just Trevor. Yeah. Nothing else. No, it's its just, it's its its garbage. Because it just <sighs> basically, like, you know, just junks up, you know, the, the feed with all this crap. And it's like, come on, man. Like, yeah. really? So, no, I get it. You know, with certain people, for sure, like, 
there, there could be substance there, but it just gets just drowned in all this crap. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, so you just kind of like walk away. Yeah, no, exactly. You're just like, oh, never yeah. mind. It's, it's interesting to see the rapport and who is more involved with that sort of thing because not everybody is as into social media as some. Some people are more than others, definitely. Right. But definitely um, Garrett Dillahunt. He, <laughs> He's pretty into it. No, that's what I mean. It's like some people really are. Some people are like on it and they're responsive. They, they, they respond quick and then... And they're very upfront to say, like, you know, it's not necessarily my thing, but, you know. Oh, yeah, right. no, definitely. Like, I could, I could easily see, like, Lenny James set up, like, a social media account or two or three, but, like, he's not been really posting. Right, exactly. I, I feel like he was pressured maybe into it, too. Yeah, I'm sure you know? all of them are to, to have some sort of presence, you know. Yeah, so they yeah. set something up, have a presence there, and that's it, you know. Yeah. And, and otherwise, like, they, they just kind of, like, let it ride, you know, but they're not necessarily as involved Right. But, I mean, the rest of them have been pretty much all no, in. Denai Garcia. I mean, mm-hmm. really, Denai Garcia, Jenna Elfman, Garrett Dillahunt, even Maggie Grace to a, to an extent. Oh, God, and Coleman Domingo. Let uh. me just take a minute to just say... <laughs> First of all, he, his posts are the most engaging because really? it, they're not more. they're not all limited to just Fear the Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Whereas the others, except for Lenny James, which is like completely not, um, mm-hmm. the others are more promoting the show, more uh-huh. or less, you know, mm-hmm. here and there. Mm-hmm. But but Coleman kind of fills it out. You know, he gives mm-hmm. you a little extra. This is the Donna Summer musical and everything. Yeah. So. So he gives you a little extra. Uh-huh. So and uh-huh. you know, between that and his swag, it's just amazing. Uh-huh. He's such a he's like a dude you want to get to know. That's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pay attention, pay attention. I, I will. I'm gonna pay attention more. I'm he's not the king attention. of swag, y'all. He is very he he definitely has that swag, that's mm. for sure. But definitely the con man, for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. He's his personality just drips of Mm-hmm. Like the swag lends to the con man. Yeah, thing. yeah. It all lends to that sort of vibe. I hope he, he doesn't get pigeonholed into these roles too, by the way. <laughs> I know that's, the, yeah, I know that's the hard thing. I mean, with a, with a lot of these people, it's hard because when you, when you have such a distinctive role on a show, it happens all the time. I mean, I, I was a huge Mad Men fan. That's just, that's how it was for a lot of those characters. And I think some of them have been able to move on fairly well. I think. AKA John Hamm. <laughs> John Hamm, he's moved on to movies, that sort of thing, and it's worked out for him. Fun fact, by the way, I listened to an interview with Jeffrey Dean Morgan on Howard, and he was talking about his struggles in the acting world until he finally got his breakthrough later on in life. And he was saying that his biggest competition at all these auditions was John Hamm. Oh my God. The two of them were going for a lot of the same roles. And when I thought about it, I was like, you know what? I could kind of see that. He's like the polished version. Of, of yeah. Of, the, of his himself. character. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, mm. interesting. I was like, wow. I'd have interesting. To, I, hey, at least uh, John Hamm didn't win out on, uh, I think, what is it? Um, Supernatural? He was in Supernatural, right. right? But you know that John Hamm was in contention for Negan. He tried oh, get out of here. Yes. Yes, he did. Yeah, well, I can't yeah. see it. Yeah. No, that, That's no a tough way. sell, man. No way. But I think but I think he went for it. I think he, he went for the role of Negan, too. He's too pretty, man. Too, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's too polished. Like, it doesn't work. It doesn't work for the role. I can see yeah. it verbally, like his voice. Yeah, from, from, from a verbal standpoint and from, like, he's an amazing actor. I think John Hamm is an amazing actor. And I think that he would definitely give it his all. And from a voice perspective and that sort of thing, I think he could do it. And I think he could be an asshole. I think he could do it. You know, like, no, I mean, I'm serious. Like, I think he could. But he doesn't have the 
formidable presence. I just don't. I, I just wouldn't have bought it. It would have been a hard sell. Yeah, there's a bit of like sell. down in the in the dirt feeling mm-hmm. to Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Like I said, it's like John Hamm is like the more polished version. You know, he's yeah. clean cut. He doesn't have any tattoos. Him as Don Draper makes sense. I couldn't see Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Don Draper. That would have been that would have been a tough sell. Yeah, what these actors must have to go through knowing yeah, that, like, know, right? No, you can't play this part because you're too polished. <laughs> you're too polished, man. You're too clean cut. It doesn't uh, work for this. I'm sure he'll make it work. This is what it comes down to. I'm glad that Jeffrey Dean Morgan got to play Negan, yeah. rather than John Hamm, just yeah, because of that. Sure. But let's say we mind erased and John Hamm actually took the part. I think he could do it. Had we not seen Jeffrey Dean Morgan's performance, I think he could do it. Yeah, yeah let's not limit. Him. Let's not no. limit John Hamm. No, no, no. But. We're not limiting. He's, he's done his share of movies, you yeah. know, so he's good. But when I think of, like, who translated their career best from uh, Mad Men and not being pigeonholed, Elizabeth Moss. She's in Handmaid's Tale, killing it, as, as far as I'm concerned. Holy crap. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of forgot about it. You know, it's almost unrecognizable. Unrecognizable. You forget that she was Peggy Olsen on Mad Men. You right. completely move on from that. Like, that you're not even sort of, like, looking at them on screen and being like, oh, yeah, Peggy and it's like, no, you know, she is Handmaid's Tale. She has moved on and moved on very successfully. Oh, so, yeah. you know, the, you hope that you can do that, but not everybody can. That's oh, for sure. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, speaking of good acting, the the one person I think on the show that's really killing it, and you wouldn't think in like in, in an obvious way, but the actress that plays Alicia, Alicia Debman Carey. Mm. is that you see the huge difference between her character. The transformation. Uh, yeah. Well, both in last season, this season, and then even the character she is in the past versus the one that she is in the present. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Her dead eyes on Althea is something I noted several times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when she's in the present scenes, you know, just, mm-hmm. just looking at Althea, answering her questions, but answering it away. Very look, dead and, Yeah, looking at her in a way that's almost surly almost in some subtle but menacing way with contempt yeah yeah isn't that weird it's yeah no i i I agree with that description she is someone who obviously has been through some very traumatic things that we still don't know obviously about and this is something that i mentioned is that but i feel like i have to kind of hammer on a little bit more is that the huge difference between alicia in the past alicia that kind of rebelled Mm-hmm. If you had actually watched the, I think it was the second season where they were on the boat, and she radios in that guy that ends up boarding the ship, she has this thing that she's really not supposed to have. Isn't she's not supposed to contact the outside world? Right. You know, they're supposed to be safe on the boat, on the in the middle of the ocean. But she does this, gets them into trouble. She, you know, rebellious. Yeah. You know, she leaves the group in the last season to just be out on her own. And that she ends up falling into things and, and I guess eventually in the end she comes back to her family. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, she's never been in lockstep with her mom. Yeah. And it's because of the of the things the mom has done. You know, and eventually you find out what Madison has done in the past and the things that she had to do to her husband, etc. All this stuff. And it changes their dynamic. But then yeah. you see them in the past in this season. And they're just in complete lockstep. They're just together. They, they're yep. on the same page. Let's save the stadium. The stadium's where it's at. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like in the present, mm-hmm. it's as if having had that lockstep and then something broke it. Mm-hmm. That To break that strong bond. 
Yeah. Yeah, and this is the result. And it shows. It, she's really good at expressing herself. Her, it, just expressing her face alone. It just dead eyes. Al- Althea's even saying, like, guys, your brother just died. You don't have to go through this. Right. And, yeah. Um, there may be something extra to this, as if maybe the group got together on this and, and, and said, hey, she's going to want our story. She's really into this idea. Let's milk it for all it's worth. You know, mm-hmm. We can get her to do a whole bunch of things for us in the meantime. And I mm. feel like that's, that's, the, that's the impression that I walk away with it by the end of this episode is that they're giving her this story. They're giving her what she wants, to, and she's eating it up. Even though, like, she's trying to be the decent person and pushing him away, but I, I feel like, in a way, do, do you feel like maybe that they may have done this kind of on purpose? That they're taking advantage of her, her hospitality, quote unquote, the, the ability to get a safe ride everywhere. I mean, come on. I, I think they're being sincere in their story. Oh, sure. No, I believe. I'm telling to her. I think that they are using her for a safe ride. Definitely. I think that their intention was to get their truck from her, you know, over her dead body or however they knew we were going to get it. Oh, um, I so see. I, I think That's that that was I think that that was the original intention when they fake, you know, were in the middle of the road and they come out to help them and they kind of ambush them. I think that they were possibly waiting to ambush somebody to get a ride in order for them to get to wherever it is that they need to get. When they saw the flag inside the SWAT car, that was sort of like, hey, you're with them. You need to take us to your people or whatever, which obviously they said, no, we were not with them. Right. We'll show you where we got it. So know? basically, you're, you, what you're saying is that we're going back to the first episode. Their whole intention was to hijack this. Whoa, I've, we got to get this thing. Yeah, I, I think that they definitely, for me, the way I interpreted it was that I felt like their intention was always to hijack a car because they needed a car to get to point B, wherever it is that they were headed clearly to the to wherever the vultures are. Right. Um, that's what they're Wherever they moved on to, it sounds Where, like. Wherever they moved on to, that's where they're trying to go. But, so, the, but the flag just complicated things. The flag just complicated things because then they were like, wait a second, you know where the, you, you are, you're in cahoots with these people, so you need to take us to where you got this. Right, right. And then by by the time they, they, they sorted it out, it was already too late. They're kind of... Yeah, it's already too late. Having a dialogue... Passed. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, just just thinking about the way that all shook out. Okay, they, they find the flag, they go on this, the car flips over. Mm-hmm. By the time... Went off the rails a little. Literally. <laughs> I know, I thought about it. I'm like, ooh, literally. Yeah, and, and by the time they, they sort it out and they get the van up in order, mm-hmm. uh, Althea's given them a little too much for them to be able to resist saying, okay, you know, rather than go right. through the ordeal of having to take this thing by force, you know, why don't we just take advantage of the information presented to kind of weave our way into this person who just can't resist a good story mm-hmm. to tell them everything, you know? Right. Like, what does it hurt us to let it out, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, yeah, so that's interesting. So I got a little bit more than I bargained for on, with that question. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. So we do get Mel's story, you know, how, what happened to them. Yes. That made he and his brother kind of be the way that they are. Well, we had uh, Madison. <laughs> yeah, Madison tried to kind of fill in the blanks and they had to correct her. Mm, yeah, the, yeah, 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 definitely. Oof. On their story, yeah. Yeah, mm. I, and I think that makes it even more interesting because... It's kind of the show making almost fun of itself. In a in way. A way. Yeah. Yeah. In a way, yeah. Right, say, so, oh, yeah, this, oh, and Madison is the, the average watcher expecting mm-hmm. the same old story to kind of, oh, you're, you're evil because of this. It was actually um, evil because of that. And it's like, no, so, actually, this is what happened. Mm. Yeah. And the reason why I even bring this up so randomly is because I want to kind of ask 
Do you think the vultures are even evil in a way? Because, I mean, I did bring this up in the first, uh, you know, the first time we see them, mm-hmm. is that it seems to me that it's the path of least resistance in terms of, it's like the almost Gandhi version of being an evil person. Uh, mm-hmm. You're weighed out these people, and they're letting them pass in and out of the stadium, do what they need to do. You know, it's not as if they're menacing or talking down to them. They're not yelling at them. They're just mm-hmm. kind of just there. There's no violence. There's no guns that I've seen, by the way. Have you seen a single gun? That is true. I have not. Yeah. So everybody's making a lot of assumptions, right? Yeah. It all depends on what happened at the stadium. Exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, what what happened at the stadium? Because right now they make it seem like that they just waited out. Personally, I think that they do wait, but I think that they have their little trailer of walkers that they just unload into these places and let them do their bidding for them. Mm -hmm. You know, I would would actually agree with you, if not for the fact of this dialogue. Mm-hmm. And, and and everything that they've evidenced seems that they're not so menacing. I mean, you know what okay. he reminds me of? He reminds me of Garrett from Terminus. Oh yeah, yeah. You mentioned that definitely. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. But you that know what though? That that's the th- that's the thing. What what differentiates Mel from Garrett so far is there's no menacing. There's no captivity. There's no first of all, there's no people eating. Yeah. So far. <laughs> But it's kind of <laughs> ominous, isn't it? Like just there, just yeah. that presence, just always just there. I will grant you that. Definitely the idea of, and it's almost kind of like, okay, what a stalker does. Yeah, in exactly. a way. Yeah, that creepy sort of stalkerish sort of like always just kind of there, just watching. Yeah. yeah. Or, or okay, and, uh, and and you must know this more, way more than I do. Is you having that guy friend that's just waiting for you to kind of. <laughs> Am I wrong? Like, they just oh, kind of, like, come oh, around? Waiting for that opportunity. Just waiting yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, oh, one yeah. Day, one day yeah. she'll, oh, she'll we, be my girlfriend. Oh, we, we females all know about one, at least one. There's yeah. always one. Yeah, and oh, knowing yeah. full well that I've done this. I'm just, <laughs> just saying this right now. Look, I am not immune from this. Oh, all my God. laundry is on the table waiting to be folded. Yep. Putting it out there. Yep. yep. I'm 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 glad you're honest. That's good. Yeah, you know, you got to you got to be. You got to be. be. You got to be honest. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, and that's more of an annoyance though. Yeah, but that's say. that's the vultures. <laughs> right there. That's right there. That's that that's what they are. And what's interesting about that is that it really it, it really is kind of like that. The interactions between Madison and Mel, they're friendly. Mm-hmm. He offered her a weenie. <laughs> he did. I bet he did. <laughs> Just like that friend, right? Um, oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, but that's that's the thing that Mel is just kind of ribbing her. He's, he's yeah, saying, hey, listen, hey, you send them out. They may not come back. Mm-hmm. And and the one thing I want to kind of note about that before I continue with this idea is that when we first hear this dialogue in the sneak peeks, yeah. I had assumed he was saying, look, it's dangerous out there. You keep sending your people out. They may not come back because they'll get, you know, eaten by walkers right, or right. something will happen to them or mm-hmm. whatever. But from this episode, it seems, and and we're going to draw this out, is that we're going to be out here waiting you out. Your people are going to run away. Right. It's more that than it is the dangers that are out there. Yeah. No, it's it's very good point. And and she even mentions she's like, no, they always they'll they'll come they'll be back. They'll they're capable. They'll come back. And in reality, what we see is that each of the three groupings or pairings, I should say, 
all had thoughts of running. Yeah. Screw this. This ain't going anywhere. So you know what? Time to head to higher ground. And ultimately, all three of them decided, no, I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to go back. And at the end of the episode, they all say that they regret it, that it was the worst decision they ever made. Right. In the present, they regret it. In the present. Yeah. Yep. They say that they should have trusted their instinct and should have fled. Right. Right. And what's, what's interesting about that is that, again, it's like I mentioned in the intro is... It's what these characters should have been doing. Mm-hmm. They should have been avoiding their more base, habitual instincts. Right. And yet, it's it's kind of like Nick. Oh, I should have done heroin, right? <laughs> that it's, but that's the thing, right? Yeah. It's like the thing that I've been trying not to do is right. the very thing that gets us in trouble. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know? Oh, I should have smeared blood on myself and left the group for days on end or in the yeah. bit and gone into another community. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should have done that without notice. Mm-hmm. So that's what makes it such a mind fuck. It's like, how screwed up is it that, that that's the case? That yeah. the very thing you're working on is the thing that causes the downfall. That causes the downfall, yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. Like, I can't even imagine it. That's like me posting something too private on social media. Oh, that could have saved the day. <laughs> that could have landed me my million dollar job or whatever. You know, that sort of thing. God. Yeah. Is there a social media lottery? That's what I would have won. That's what it would have been. <laughs> for, for, for posting posting a oh, dick God. pic online or something for oh, the public. God. Yeah. Oh, those are never good. Please, yeah. dear God, that needs to stop. Uh, so, yeah, speaking of pricks, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think there's something significant that I kind of want to circle back to, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's not even the deeper points of everybody's personal laundry that may have caused them to this whole stadium thing to not happen, but mm-hmm. it's the whole thing with Cole and Strand going to mm. the uh, the greenhouse. Yeah. They get accosted by these cacti walkers, right? That was pretty cool. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, acupuncture walkers. No, it's cacti nettles. So, <laughs> I know. I know. So, I was like, oh, oh okay, cool. I, cool. I thought it was like some new agey thing, but it, it just turns out, oh, it's just the environment. Okay, cool. <laughs> no, and I thought it was very impressive too, but Cole gets toppled down by one yes. of these walkers, right? Mm-hmm. My mind started wandering to like the logical conclusion of what this could mean. It, you'd think it was innocuous, but I'm I was thinking to myself, what effect could these needles have on Cole? What if the, the hmm. thing that causes the downfall uh-huh. happens to be Cole? Hmm. Do you remember how the saviors uh, covered their weapons and yeah. guts and stuff like that and yeah. cut them and, it, and mm-hmm. they all turned? Yeah. Like, what if Cole is now like the sleeper? Mm. And that's That'd what causes the whole thing. That'd be interesting. That'd right? Be very interesting. Yeah. Right. And, and it's so unassuming. Nobody's thinking this. Yeah. You know, and they don't even allude to the fact that this may have been a problem. But I do like at the end of that scene, it's just so perfect, is how he snuck in just the word pricks. He yes. says the word pricks at the end of that scene. Yes. <laughs> and I just thought it was so perfect. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's funny. Little pun. That, that is funny. Yeah, little, little cacti needle pun. Yeah, I it's like a lot it. of cacti. Yeah, yeah. Well, think about it. They're like walking out there. <laughs> the walkers are walking out there in the desert and looking oh. at objects. It's like the little oasis for them to see a little cactus. Oh, it looks like a person. Oh, I'll, I'll eat that. Oh, no, mm. it's a cactus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Poor, poor walkers. Mm. But yeah, I I just enjoy the thought of, of maybe... Oh, well, I don't enjoy the thought of, of Cole being the sleeper. I, mean, I got to know him. Oh, getting used to him. That'd be interesting. If you do the math on all of this, mm-hmm. had they not gone all the way out there... Cole and Strand they wouldn't have buddied up they wouldn't have gone to the place in the first place 
Luciana and Nick would have run away. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Naomi would have would have fled. Yeah, you know, Alicia would have probably come back, but she would have convinced her mom to leave. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, and then Cole would just be by himself. Be like, oh, yeah. we, we Strand liked me, and then he would turn. And nobody, he wouldn't be around anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So could be something. Could, could be, be something. something. Could still be a possibility. Yeah, but if they didn't stick around, they wouldn't meet John Dory. Hello. I know, and he's a major character. Yeah, I know. The Morgan thing, mm-hmm. Althea. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Heavy hitters. Yeah. I mean, they would have been better off, probably, but still. Mm-hmm. If all the story does is somehow link John to Laura, that could be compelling on its own. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm still okay with that. I, yeah. I don't necessarily need it to be part of a much bigger web or for that to be known already. I'm okay with it just being the story of the two of them. I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like what I was saying in the beginning. Nick having died, mm-hmm. it has been a, a means for the group, but moreover Morgan to kind of weave himself into the group a little faster than would have been normally possible. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm sure Nick would have bonded with Morgan over the Aikido stuff, but yeah, it seems like he was definitely interested, but probably not with the rest of the group. Mm. But now, as a result, he's kind of bonding with the rest of the group. I mean, the whole the suggestion of where they should bury him that must have caught them off guard. Yeah, I think so. And then, and then the whole blue bonnet at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, you stole my heart, Lenny James. Yeah, it was very. It was. It was good. It was well done. Oh yeah, it was perfect. Oh, what a nice send off. Mm-hmm. I think they're taking some good direction. They're taking some good moves with Morgan. Everything, everything the Morgan character has been doing in this episode has been just perfectly executed. Mm-hmm. Every decision he makes in this episode is it's just like a perfect way for him to get in with the group. Yeah. yeah, and Especially with John. Just finally admitting that okay, I can't leave this guy in this state. Yeah, it's it's kind of like Benjamin being killed. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just like I, I just can't. I need to do something. I need to take this on. And at least this isn't one of those things where he's taking a vendetta out like he's actually saying okay i'll stick around i'll, I'll hang around with this guy see what he, see what happens mm-hmm. you know, i'll be there for this guy this john dory fella to me that was very endearing and so subtle oh yeah yeah and you know lenny james does make mention of one thing though is that <laughs> and it's the silliest thing but it may actually be part of the reason is the is the whole popcorn socks popcorn socks <laughs> He's, he actually says that it's just the smallest thing how John Dory is so caring for, for this complete stranger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I let him sleep by the, eat by the fire. I got beans and beans. I, I've got a place to sleep in the truck. You can take the flatbed. No problem. It's just these little things that keep building up to this person who is like mm-hmm. obviously a kind person. Yeah. Obviously a rarity in this life. You know, when, yeah. you, run, when you run across Leland and the Pilfers and guys like the Saviors, but also maybe even Rick's crew. Do you know, uh, hello. Rick's, <laughs> yeah. Rick's murderous crew. Yeah, exactly. Well, and then Carol. And then, first of all, them giving him so much crap for not killing. Mm. All of them mm-hmm. are like, well, maybe, Morgan, maybe you could put down, you could pick up a gun. You know, could you? Could you pick up a gun? Like, yeah, man, you guys don't even know. Like, don't, don't give that man a gun. Don't even, don't, don't even put him in that position. Yeah. Are these people at all conscious of the fact that what, what kind of no. horrors that they've wrought by giving this man a gun? No, not at all. <laughs> they had no idea. None. <laughs> 
but no, I mean, they, they have no idea that they, they would feed into this man's bloodthirst, make him fly off the deep end again. Because with uh, Markham, there's no in between. Oh, yeah. It's, no. I, it, it's either 150% or zero. And that's the crazy thing, because Rick knows. Mm-hmm. It's not as if the episode clear was later on in the seasons. Yeah. It was just yeah. in the third season, man. They know his crazy state. They know he's crazy. Yeah. What a son of a bitch. Yeah, he's crazy. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Did you think that maybe Strand was slipping, first of all? I, I think that he's a person who looks out of who who operates out of self-preservation, and I think that that was that was his backup plan in case shit hits fan. And here we are with a similar situation. Here we so, are covered in shit, basically. Yeah, basically. And he tells him, it's like, look. You know, because Cole asked him, like, why haven't you brought this over there? And basically he's saying, well, 47 some odd people, this is not going to cut it for like even a day. But he's like, but this for two people, this is this works. It's like you a know? month. basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he kind of propositions him in terms of are you down? And, you know, obviously Cole says no, opts to return back. And you kind of leave him sort of pondering like his next move. But obviously we see ultimately that he does return. And Madison's yeah. super excited and grateful because obviously he shows up with all this stuff, not knowing that he was he's had that stuff for you know however long as his uh, backup plan yeah I have to admit that he could have done worse as Strand yeah no I I don't think by having this car he could have done way worse yeah no I don't think it was crazy based on what they've been through I don't see that as being an unreasonable thing that anybody would do. Right, right. And I think there's a little bit of an emphasis on that. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was designed in a way that we wouldn't fault Strand mm-hmm. for being that way. Mm-hmm. And even being him, it's like the least he could do mm-hmm. as a person instead of hijacking a dam, you know? Right, <laughs> sort right, of thing. yeah. So, yeah, it, it's it's completely almost excusable. Obviously, Cole takes offense to this, and he, he's yeah. right to, but he doesn't know Strand. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's, for us, it's par for the course. We know it. Right. But it's nice to have it's kind of interesting to to have that Cole character mm-hmm. not having seen seasons one through three. Yeah. No, exactly. And, and to have that it's perspective like, oh, man, to kind of tell us. Know. Yeah. He's he's almost telling us how to react to this sort of situation too, by the way. Because we're used to this by now. Oh yeah. yeah. So it's funny. I still think it was kind of interesting that Strand did this. Because for the first couple of episodes, we're really noticing this kind of almost new Strand. First of all, being really cool, really nice, not not Mm -hmm. doing anything behind anybody's back as far as we know. Yeah. Even even taking out the pebble from the the concrete wall of the the dam to remind him how not to be. Yeah. 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 I was taken aback at first, though. Considering the fact that he brought out the pebble Mm -hmm. in the first or the second episode, that he had this anyway. And he was kind of giving the business to Cole about how you don't know me. This is me sort of thing. It's like, well, hold on a second. I thought you had taken that pebble out several times to remind yourself not to do this. Right. Right. But here we are. But I guess. I don't fault him because he's had this for three weeks while the vultures were around and Mm -hmm. hasn't gone away yet. So, I mean, maybe he just kind of left it there just for him to use at a later date or something. Yeah, he might have forgotten about it and it's just been there. Yeah, yeah. And and it's been explained. Strand is a businessman through and through. It's the kind of person he is. And businessmen, when it comes to income, they don't just throw it into a bank. They they invest in things. Right, right. This could have just been one of those things. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So, so I get it. I get it. No, I understand. I, I understand completely. Any, any things in particular that we want to talk about in terms of the water park? It was a very nerve wracking scene. That's for sure. Which one? The one at the top of the uh, water oh, slide? Oh, the whole thing. Even oh, just the toilet climbing, bowl, really. Too. Even just, yeah. And even just climbing up there, I was like, oh God, one false move and you guys are going all the way back down. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the Candyland slide. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> you just if you make that one wrong move, the slide takes you all the way back to the beginning. Yeah. Or was it shoots and ladders? It was shoots and ladders. Yeah, Gosh. yep. I messed those two games up. Still, so, you get the idea. Yeah, yeah. I I did want to note one thing. I thought the walkers in the pool were kind of strange. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like they were going really oddly slow. Mm. I, I I think we found the retardant uh, that that slows down the walkers and it's chlorine. Uh, can you imagine? Can you yeah. imagine if that's what it is? It's like chlorine. That's what it'll take. <laughs> yeah, it's it's what's for breakfast. So it's it's funny how chlorine in a pool makes kids move around a lot faster, but makes walkers go a lot slower yeah there you go ah man oh, that'd be pretty cool that'd yeah. be pretty cool Did we you... haven't we've kind of stepped a far ways away from the whole is there a cure is there whatever like we kind of haven't really explored that possibility yeah but the show <laughs> yeah. hasn't i should say yeah well i don't think it's trying to be anything more than it is mm-hmm I mean, if you remember in The Walking Dead, the whole CDC thing, yes. they, they kind of try to remove hope. <laughs> They're like, no, we're, 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 we're removing hope. Everybody has it. It's too late. You can't do anything. And now we're going to blow this shit up. And that's basically <laughs> what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Me and everything in this building are going up in smoke. Yep. That's it. It's done. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Goodbye now. Yeah. It's very, very uh, encouraging. I like what they're able to walk away with in the water park, all the first aid equipment, the, the ability. Right. To all the f- medical supplies that they yeah. were able to have. Mm-hmm. I mean, the ability to find Naomi a purpose, purpose in the stadium is one mm-hmm. thing, but there is, there are, there are some odd things. I mean, yeah. really some odd things about her character. And, and I know we brought them up already, but she says something to the effect of, I can't do this again. Yeah. And I didn't bring this up last time. And this is probably, Probably the one of the most glaring of responses that she has, and she says this, by the way, for those who aren't following, is when she escapes to the Land Rover, discovers it's out of gas. Alicia mm-hmm. kind of catches up with her, and she's like, mm-hmm. "I just can't do this again." Right, right, right. Again. What does that mean? What uh, happened before? Huh? What did you and John Dory get into? <laughs> Now. Yeah, yeah. So, what is this again thing? And which makes me think, okay, I don't think it has anything to do with John Dory. Mm, mm-hmm. Like surviving. And, and I think she was part of another group. I, I could see that. I could see that. Maybe that's the thing that gets her, to, that washes her up onto John's shores, right? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, what was she a part of? Was she a part of the. She might have just been a loner. But what, what is this again thing? Like, though, did she. Well, go oh, what she went through again? Maybe. Well, then, yeah, you're right. Maybe she was part of a community that, you know, the saviors came and. Or the vultures. Oh, what? Oops, sorry. <laughs> Not saviors. Vultures. She was the part vultures. of Oceanside? What? And washed up at John Shorey Shores? John Shorey's. <laughs> John Dory's Shore. No, that, that would actually be really interesting. That would be very interesting, yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. Don't know. Yeah, this is what I'm saying about her char- about her person. Say, mm-hmm. Her character is that it's just so confusing. It, yeah, there's too many things that you can say. Hey, wait, wait, that's not. Wait, you can't just say that. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> you got to qualify that. 
Ah, no, never mind. I don't want to talk about it. What? What? <laughs> yeah, it's like no, we're going to talk about this right now. Yeah, no, no. You and me, we got to hash this out. You, mm-hmm. you know, turn the chair backwards. You say, let's rap. Come on. That's the more it. you know. The more you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I, I want to get a clarification on what Nick's plan is after the library. Mm-hmm. After the library, Nick and Luciana walk away with a plan for going up north. As far as I can tell, and you know, you can maybe even correct me about what you think, it seems as though instead of moving to the place that they point to on the atlas, mm-hmm. yeah, and this is basically the Southwest uh, Territory, like yeah. basically Texas and all that, it seems to me that they pick a spot that's really far away that they can get a whole bunch of gardening stuff, you know, seeds and everything else. It seems to me that they're going to try to rebuild the stadium itself. At first, I thought when, what they were thinking was, okay, we're going to plant a bunch of stuff elsewhere, mm-hmm. really far away, mm-hmm. and then come back when the season is, you know, the, the, they've, they've grown, mm-hmm. and then bring them back. That's an interesting theory. Yeah. But no, no, but I, but I, when after rewatching, I was like, oh, wait, no, no. I think, I think they, they mean to actually get like a whole bunch of seed and maybe plants and just bring them to the, the stadium and just uh-huh. replant them. Mm-hmm. I think they do want to emphasize making the stadium where it's at yeah you know and maybe the whole there it's like oh we'll go to kansas and get wheat you know and then we'll go Mm -hmm. to oklahoma and we'll get uh, corn you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like that so like like, when they mean go far away they mean really far away yeah yeah Yeah. no i agree i agree with that and then bring it here you know that sort of thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we only have to go once and then we're sustainable so so is that what you thought when you saw that or um yeah, I mean, I, I definitely had suspicions and feelings of of that. It, it's definitely tricky, but I, I do. I do feel like that was the intention. I think that was the point. I think originally when they had the Atlas, from Luciana's case, she wanted to just basically get the hell out of Dodge. That's cool. You know? Yeah. yeah, that was her intention. Very yeah. clearly her, her intention. And again, this kind of brings back the ideas of her leaving Nick in the third season. Mm-hmm. Just like, hey, look, the, the Colonia, you helped me leave that place. That place was fucked up mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh and look this broke jar ranch uh they're kind of racist so uh, I'm, I'm i'm a go right now yeah so she does the same thing so she pressures nick to leaving as well and so we're kind of back to the same point again where yeah. she's not really pressuring him too much and it's not as if he doesn't want to leave either but he kind of figures out a way to kind of stay so but again we're revisiting these old habits so yeah yeah I just, I just yeah but you know what's interesting about what Nick thinks of is that Luciana is completely on board. Mm-hmm. It's just like the other two, just like Alicia and Strand. It's mm-hmm. not as if they're reluctantly agreeing. They're, no, no, they're they're fully in it. What makes their downfall so apropos? Not only are they in full agreement, is as if it's almost as if they're latching onto the stadium. Yeah. For dear life, you know, like, yeah. hey. This is the means for which I change my character. This is the means mm-hmm. of which I maintain. I, it Stern even says it outright. It's like I wanted to be a better person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that he was does it. Say it. That was it. That was it. That's all it was. And that was taken away from them. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like as though Nick's plan, you know, the overall plan of taking the really, really long road trip mm-hmm. for, for the purposes of bringing back seed and, and plants and all that stuff. I feel like that may have been the plan. Okay. All, let me see, all four of them drove mm-hmm. out to to get the stuff and then they come back. Yeah. And then they see the stadium is, is completely empty or something. Uh-huh, uh-huh. See, like, now, the only thing about that is, okay, I can see maybe Madison has disappeared. So how do they determine that Naomi is dead? Yeah. Like, they haven't said that Madison is dead, but they have said that, you know, she's she gone, she dead. I guess, I don't know, I don't know. 
Is that Sister of One? I mean, we really don't know. Yeah, <laughs> and we don't. Let's just be honest. We don't know. No. So we're, we're all just trying to speculate. Pe- yeah, piece this stuff together just based on what we, we kind of sort of know. Because mm-hmm. then again, the one thing that bugs me about not as much the rest of them, but Alicia, mm-hmm. is how cold she's able to rattle out that Laura slash Naomi is dead. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, this is what's happening. Move on. And even Strand does the same sort of thing. Oh, it's kind of funny how your love story got screwed. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, oh, you finally find your love, and it just happens to be a shitstorm. This is what you have to deal with now. Yeah, they're a little bitter. Yeah. But I did write something down, and it's that I, I wonder what their angle is by telling him this way. Or maybe if, if Naomi isn't really dead, mm-hmm. maybe they get this gunslinger as a, as a kind of like a warrior on their side. I wonder if that might have been intentional. Could be. Like if we tell them that Naomi died, or maybe that Naomi is Laura, maybe it's not. Who knows? It obviously looks like that from the flashbacks, but what if they just tell her that she died? And yeah. then they have, they have one more person to help out get mm-hmm. revenge. Yeah, uh, I'd say it's possible. Yeah, I mean, have they seen his talents? By the way, <laughs> that's a very good question. Yeah, I'm know. just trying to think back to the last episode. Have they seen him like use the guns and everything? Mm-hmm. Like that? I don't know if they did though. Not like in this season. No, or yeah, not like in the last episode. I don't know. No, I guess not. That's okay. I'm alright with the substance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, I could see that. Oh, yeah. And one more thing. When Madison's actually talking with Mel, mm-hmm. something that I thought would, should happen, actually did happen. And that was she does offer the vultures a place in the stadium. Mm. You know, I had, I had a feeling that, you know, okay, look, Madison's been this open kind of person. She's been flexible. Yeah. You know, she's been you know open to good things happening in the future for her and her family, right. et cetera. It's like, mm. why wouldn't that good vibe spill over to the vultures? She's got to ask them. She's got to make it a point to ask them to join up it's just going to severely backfire oh yeah well i mean it, you know and they they don't even agree you know it's like hey this is our way of life it goes on to telling them the story too yeah so, yeah yeah i'm just glad that that happened too madison can't just say no for the sake of saying no without offering a spot right 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 it seems like that's where she's at in life mm-hmm so I was kind of I, ple- I was kind of pleased with that at, at the end of the day when they close it with the video interview saying I should have ran away. I should yeah. have. I should have escaped. Each one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was the worst day of our lives. You know, like yeah. how how eventually that's what caused the stadium to fall. Right. I'm and like, hey, I want to see what exactly happened. Yeah, exactly. Are you like teased to death right now? And I think that's mm-hmm. what Althea is going through. By the way, after getting this massive story, forty-five pages worth <laughs> yeah, of story. How can you not be hooked as a, as a truth seeker that Althea is? Yeah. It's the perfect manipulation. It's like, oh, we've got her. Hook, line, and sinker. Mm-hmm. She's going to drive us everywhere. Hey, you know, Uber, can you take me here? <laughs> oh, wow. Is this Uber XL? So that's very interesting. Yeah. So, so yeah. And, and even after finding out. And, like, like she's obviously feels betrayed when they finally take her to the spot where Nick is being buried, air quotes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then finds out this is like a weapons cache. Yeah, yeah. It's just that even if they, even despite that fact, mm-hmm. she cannot help herself mm. from like trying to find out more about this story because mm-hmm. it's just so much. There's just so much to look at here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the the best thing that we can do right now is is <laughs> wait and watch because. We're right at the cusp of finding out what's going on. And I think the worst part about that is we know full well they're going to go into a John Dory flashback. Yep. And that's the biggest... Oh, and I hope it's not like a full episode, too. Cause I think I, it is. Ah, damn it. I think it will be. 
personally. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I hope in the process of maybe picking that apart, we get to find out what Naomi's really like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm, but somehow I don't think that's going to happen. We're not going to know everything because I think... No. We're going to get a version of Naomi slash Laura that I don't think even the group was able to see. True. That is true. Yeah. I, I, this is my prediction. Mm-hmm. Personality disorder, completely. But, which, hence the different names. Uh-huh. These are characters she's playing. Well, what if she's kind of like a mini vulture, if you really think about it? The vultures sit outside and wait for people to kind of give up or die uh-huh. or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. What if Naomi's like a mini vulture? What if she becomes whoever she... Like a chameleon, really. What mm-hmm. if she becomes this character to do whatever she needs to do to survive? That's something to really think about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You become the helpless girl with John Dory. Yeah. And then you yeah. become this frightened squirrel in front of this group. This helpless person. I don't know. Carol was able to do that for years. Exactly. But this person does it way better. <laughs> if that's the case. Way better. Like, you're, you're like convinced. You're like, oh, God. Oh, she's been through so much. Yeah. She <laughs> this is definitely oof, gone like, through some stuff. Yeah. If she ha- if she is acting, she's doing a hell of a good job. Hell of a good job. She's like the Jeffrey Dean Morgan is Negan. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. As opposed to John Hamm, which is the Carol performance. There you go. <laughs> Freaking right. John Hamm. Bringing it back. So we're we're really excited for the next episode, as you can, Absolutely. As you can tell. We're just just uh, it's like we're it's like we're about to put relish on our wieners and we just can't we just, just we we don't have it we need to we need to get that episode oh, yeah we do <laughs> you're welcome internet <laughs> I actually have one side little tidbit you do I do it's related gimme I want <laughs> it it's related to Walking Dead. Oh, really? Okay. So filming has started on oh, season yeah. nine. That's right. That's right. So, I think we're a couple weeks in, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there have been a few little tidbits, and there's something about the setting that I am hopeful, I am hoping, is what will translate to what my wish is. So apparently, there's been a lot of filming at the Georgia State Capitol, something like oh. that. So it's a cityscape landscape which is obviously different from the the whole being in the woods thing that we've been in the woods seems like 50 years like yeah. we've been in the woods uh, <laughs> season it, one yeah what amounts to like two months <laughs> no, <laughs> no I'm it's actually only been two months my hope because obviously this all is taking place in virginia story right. purposes and this and i say this because it's not a spoiler it's not it, it was just a scene in the comic that was kind of cool that i'm hopeful that that's what they might do where they kind of go on a run in DC proper, shoot up Walker congressmen and all this kind of stuff. Like oh that. my God. Dude, wow. Dude, if that happens, I will lose my mind because that would be so fucking cool. So cool. Yeah, it's so George Romero. It's like, yes. oh my gosh. Yes. They'll do like a, a faux. Feinstein and oh, <laughs> a God, yes. McCain or something. Yeah, I mean, if no, these guys, like, if they knew what was good for them and they're running for re-election and they're trying to get votes, <laughs> volunteer your ass to that. Like, <laughs> oh, like real politicians volunteering yeah, to be walkers. Well, there are people who would love to be walkers on the show. They're like, yeah, put me in the getup, put me in the makeup. Yeah, you know, make me up. I, I would, you know, what I would say. I mean, like, some of these guys don't need that much work. I mean, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, Mitch McConnell doesn't need much. No, no. He could just show up as himself. Just show up at himself. Yeah, just dirty him up a little bit. No, do, do I just show up? Do I, what do I do? Oh, you just get in the hit, hit in the head with somebody, you know, just, just somebody just, will smack yeah, you. Just, yeah, just walk around. That's, That's fine. You're good. That's fine. You're good. Exactly. But I'm hopeful... <laughs> 
that the filming in the Georgia State Capitol, that's yeah. that's why. So, because that would be a really cool way to start off the season. Yeah, I mean, it's they're always thought. trying to look out for good ways to, different ways to kind of present Walker. So this is definitely yeah. one of them. That would definitely be one of them. And it would be different because we've just been conditioned to like, okay, we're in the woods, we're in the woods. Okay, we're still in the woods. You know, so it's, it would be, it would be jarring. <laughs> we're in a factory, we're in the woods. <laughs> the clips that I saw, because obviously I troll. Yeah. Um, harken back to season one when you have Rick on the horse on the highway entering the city like that kind of stuff I'm like yeah let's go back to that I want I, I want a little bit of that I think you know what's really interesting about that is that not only yeah it, it does invoke feelings of season one mm-hmm. but it also invokes feelings of Rick the sheriff right yeah yeah no absolutely absolutely something that's been severely lacking, lacking. several seasons yeah very much mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what, what didn't Morales you know, call it you know, uh, officer friendly <laughs> officer friendly yep officer yeah. friendly with a stick oh, with a mace God. Oh, jeez. That's so funny. <laughs> Which, uh, I'm not glad yeah. we closed that chapter on Morales. That's done. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, but I'm glad we brought that back because it does, because we need to, to explain how the feelings that this get brings up in us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that's my, that's my little tidbit of information. I am hopeful that that means we're going to see some Walker congressman. It's my hope. <laughs> yeah. If they really want to be as apolitical as possible, they could do the George Romero thing and be more yeah. hokey and, and yeah, and just ma- be yeah, be hokey and, about it. Yeah, yeah and, and make it be like former presidents, like like a like a Walker Obama and a Walker George W. Bush or something. It doesn't even have to be specific, man. Just like oh no, no, I I think it does. Really? <laughs> That's, you're like no, you're like no. I need to distinguish who it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, that one looks like Elvis. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, no, that one looks like Obama. Oh my God! Can you imagine? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm just excited about the idea of just these dudes in suits coming out as walkers. Yeah, I, I think I was talking to somebody about that too, and I was just like, man, you know, that's so freaking cool. Yeah, but you know what bites about that too is that uh-huh. okay, it's first of all we're doing a flash forward to five years in the future. Now, yes, walkers are already looking very gnarly. Yeah, how much more gnarly are they gonna look? I Right? I mean, that's the thing. That's the whole thing with this whole like zombie lore of it. I mean, you get to a point where they are so decrepit and disintegrated that it's just, they're just, I, I don't know. I don't know. There is an opportunity to make them a lot more frightening looking, like a lot more. True. Right now, they still kind of, okay, they, they kind of Distinguishable. Look like, they're yeah. still distinguishable as humans. Yeah, I, I was going to say that, but I was going to think more of like, uh, well, they still look like people in human in human prosthetics right mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. this could be an opportunity to make them make, look more not ethereal but what's, what's the word for it? yeah like like more supernatural that's mm-hmm. that's the word i was looking for mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. oh these are like uh demons on earth yeah <laughs> you yeah. know mm-hmm. that, that's true i mean it's an opportunity yeah yeah it's just the thought too and winter mm-hmm. where's winter <laughs> okay okay <laughs> sorry Hey, that ship has sailed. <laughs> Sorry. Winter. Winter is coming. <laughs> Sorry, that's a different show. Oh, man. We'll oh. never get there. We're never going to get there. We might get rain. I think that we might get rain. Well, we've gotten we've rain before. We've gotten rain. Carol. We've gotten, we've gotten rain, but we haven't seen walkers in the rain, really. I mean, not so much. Sort of. I mean, look, Aaron, remember that one scene that you wanted, tried to forget? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> At Oceanside? Oh, Jesus. That scene was so annoying. So annoying. <laughs> 
Sorry I, I brought I, it up. I like Aaron, the actor that plays Aaron, very much. Oh, Ross Marquand, yeah. Yeah, I just felt like it was just so forced. You know what I mean? It's like, and that is a little bit of the difference with fear, I guess, and Walking Dead right now. It's like, I think that fear is flowing very smoothly because I, I feel like there are pieces of information we're piecing it together that you're, you're getting remnants of this information and and you're putting it together little by little whereas I feel like with Walking Dead it's like you're just trying to shoehorn in so much information and I yeah. get it because there's so many characters there's so many storylines and they're just really trying to get it all in there right but you feel it when you do that oh yeah sometimes for sure. it feels like oh okay yeah all right i get it you know? oh yeah and that's that's the the big distinguishing difference between having backing mm-hmm. source material and then yeah. having a and literally having the wild wild west of writing they literally are yeah the wild yeah. wild west yeah. like it's the it's the oh boy it's the wild west it, it's kind of the reason why i get really i feel like a little iffy when people are like oh i stopped watching the if you're the walking dead i'm like well you know what did you really give it a chance yeah and I I mean, just say, because yeah. just because they didn't have a backing comic and you no know. you have to give it and i and i told you how i feel about that it's like i don't think that that the source material is 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 dogma i don't think it, it, it is the end all be all i'm really excited for season nine first of all because the war is over and i think that the war was dragged out too long personally for my take i think that they could have shaved off some time i would have liked them to have kind of done a bit of a time jump before the end of the season just to kind of wet the palate and kind of give us a taste of what's to come but i think that now i'm, I'm very much looking forward to season nine because i feel that it, it's going to be a much fresh slate and i know a lot of people are sort of like oh well but carl's dead and a lot of the storyline in this in the, in the comic was so heavily hinging on him yeah and that's kind of part of the reason why i'm really interested right right and it kind of it kind of brings us to a place where we can be where, where we can have the same kind of the wild same kind wild of, west right with, where it's like i don't know what's dead. gonna happen yeah it's like i don't know i, I don't yeah. know what could happen that's the thing i was trying to bring up is that having the source material is kind of great and it, mm-hmm. it is also it's also really good to kind of break away from that but in a way, I think maybe, maybe just maybe that the source material in it has kind of shackled them, has kind of restrained them. Yeah, I think that they... there's like a boundary that they can't cross at some point, you know. Yeah, and maybe they need to. Maybe it's just they're trying to break the chains in I their own way that, that of, are binding them, that yeah. are shackling them to yeah to the comic. The whole introduction of Negan was very. Because he's such a character that people have latched onto in the comics, that the people are just like, oh, Negan, the character, Negan, you know. Negan, it's got to be perfect. Yeah, exactly. It's got to be perfect. They better not mess him up. They better make him just as good as he is in the comic. And then they tried to do that and basically fed him lines that were almost word for word what were in the comic. And it just doesn't work the same way. Right, right. It well, just I th- doesn't. I, I think. adapt it. Well, I think at but the it, end of the day, it took them a little too long. It took them a little too long to, to, to flesh out his character. I right. Think to give him a purpose, right. To give him a purpose and to give him depth. Because in the beginning, I think that he was just a bit of a caricature. He would come in to Alexandria like, hey, whoop-de-doo, I'm going <laughs> to take all you. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm big bad Negan and I'm going to take all your stuff and whatever. And it's like, you know, it just was, it was... No, I love Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Don't get me wrong. No, no, but I love that you did that. So it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) But it was hamming it up, you know? Right. And I mean, listen, don't get me wrong. And and I tell people, it's like, Negan has some of the funniest lines and some of the best deliveries, you know? So, I mean, there were some lines that were major jewels, but I think that they took a little bit to give him that depth. And 
I do think it's a shame that, you know, they killed off Carl, not because I really like Carl. I was never super attached to Carl as a character, probably for similar reasons, because they just never fleshed him out entirely to me. <laughs> but his presence would have helped add some some depth to Negan because you know, we started seeing depth to him when Carl snuck into the sanctuary. That's when we started to see some depth, some other dimension, you know, him taking this kid under his wing and showing him around, showing him the ropes and being almost sympathetic to him and, and listening to him. And at the end of the day, brought him home, back home to his dad. I understand people's complaints about the way they, they've differentiated themselves from the comic with that decision. But it also makes me interested, interested to see like, well, how are we going to do this how do we take the story from here i kind of respect the fact that they did that because no, I, I respect think, it i, I it think it ballsy. gives yeah it gives them more of a reason to be able to do whatever they want to do now yeah they're they're not ba- they are bound by nothing basically yeah because the presence of carl would have significantly hindered them from taking a left turn because everybody would have been waiting for this Carl storyline that's so much in the comic that it would be unavoidable. They would have had to address it. There's no way. Right. By eliminating Carl altogether, it's like, well, that's no longer a factor. So now what? Well, yeah, and then they can skip around a bit too. Yeah. And they Mm -hmm. can can decide to cut certain things from the narrative. They can pick and choose. Exactly. And so, and so, yeah, cutting Carl out actually makes really good sense. Mm-hmm. It really, really, really pulls out some of the stops that they may have had to do. It opens with. up the playing field for them. It sure. really opens it up and it kind of like leaves it wide open for them to say, okay, we are bound by nothing. We can pick any of these storylines that are in the comic and say like, okay, let's, let's, let's pursue this and let's go down this road. Or pursue, mm-hmm. it seems like, it feels like they're actually going to be pursuing two narratives at the same time. Yes. From what I'm hearing, from what I'm seeing, rather, it, right, it seems as though there may be they may be pursuing the what's I guess called as the Commonwealth thing, yes, yes. as well as Georgie. the Whispers thing, yeah. So I think they may have they may find a reason to combine these two storylines where they can weave inter, you know interweave them together, interweave them together, yeah. So, yeah. Which which I'm I'm looking forward to it. There's there's been all sorts of speculation on who would be the head of the Whispers Alpha. Now, mm, yes, yeah. there is a lot of is it. A new person altogether right somebody we already know from walking dead or fear right you now somebody who's already in the walking dead universe in theory i think it would be fascinating to have the walking dead be the 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 story of these heroes and survivors and their journey it would be very interesting for fear to be the story of how someone becomes a villain quote-unquote mm. villain it would be very it, it's an interesting concept Especially wow. because, not to give too much away, but the head of the Whispers, a little tribunal, is a woman named Alpha, a very formidable, tall, kind of like statured man that goes by Beta, mm-hmm. and her daughter. Oh, I see. Which is why a lot of people say, hmm, could that be Madison, Alicia, and Strand, <sighs> potentially? But... It, it's 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 an interesting concept. The only fault with that concept, the minute you converge these two worlds in that way, yeah, in that way, you, one of those worlds you'll have to eliminate once they meet. Oh, that would that's be epic, it. though. That would be pretty epic. 
Who knows? I don't know what their master plan is. Maybe it is part of their master plan. Who who even knows? Uh But that's my theory on it. And the reason why I say that that also would be kind of interesting is because thinking about the vultures, who's to say that they don't join them, bend them to their will or whatever, especially because the whispers are not all that different from the vultures. They basically are a group that roams the land and wanders from place to place, scavenging and taking what they need and living among the dead. And they basically skin walkers and use them as masks to just basically be able to blend in right, with right, them. But right. they don't have any particular home. They wander from location to location as they need, taking what they need. Right, 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 right. I mean, it's really not all that far off. It would be a mightier crossover than Avengers Infinity War, I <laughs> to say. <laughs> no, it's not. No, that, that's... It, it would be like but. a bigger... <laughs> It would be bigger than Civil War. How about that? It would be, it would be bigger Definitely. than Civil War. There Same idea, much more cast. Yes, so. there you go. There you go. But yeah, it, like it would be these clashing of these two titans. Literally, yeah. these, these whole big story stories mm-hmm. independently run. Mm-hmm. And then you can have like a mini series. Um, yeah, con- when they converge. Right. Yeah. Wow, we could be witnessing the beginning of the end of both uh, series. Kirkman and, and Gimple always like to talk as if they have this bigger plan. You know, they have like this bigger... <laughs> picture and whatever but you i mean who knows knows? and gimple is involved too he is sorry both shows and both shows yeah he's now oversees this universe so as is nicotero too i'm not sure how much kirkman is involved in the in fear the walking dead with walking dead definitely i don't know really with fear but gimple and nick and uh greg nicotero both for sure yeah and gimple even even if on 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 the minor end of things because it looks like chambliss and was it goldberg i I can't can't remember Mm -hmm. The other guys, they seem to be doing some really hell of a good writing. So definitely, but definitely. That, I do sense that there is a bit of guidance from Gimple. So yeah, that's that's pretty solid theory. I if, think if that's where this is going to go, if that's where it's going, I would say that's super impressive. Super if, depressing in a way, though. I have to admit, like in, yeah. in a sort of way, because it's the beginning of the end. Yeah, the beginning of the end. Having this hopeful family, having to descend to that kind of to place. that kind of level. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it would be. It would be a shame to see that the morph, but it would be very epic to see like this is where these people started and this is where they ended up. It would be interesting. It would be an epic venture for them to try and do. Right. Whether right. or not that's going to happen, I have no idea. Oh God! And to even see how they would exe- begin to how execute those even, kinds yeah. of characters, yeah, translating their comic character into. Uh-huh into screen character that's tough like how do you take somebody that's called alpha beta you know Mm -hmm. seriously right Mm -hmm. isn't that interesting I mean they're very formidable in the comic and it's just very I mean they're a savage group yeah it sounds like they're a pretty savage group it would be interesting to see these characters who went from like being cookie dough to like just (laughs) They're well, definitely not cookie dough. They definitely aren't right cookie dough anymore. But I mean, this is on another. Yeah, this is a whole other level. This a is whole like other level. This is like crack pie. It's like yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Who knows? You know, well, I mean, apparently up. these whispers, they, they they basically don't hesitate when it comes to killing too, though. No. Right? Yeah. So no. that's that's the other thing. That's that's more My, what I'm kind of like referring to. What in terms of the of descending to the, a certain level. 
my concern so much is even with the killing, um, which obviously is a. Oh, stand. really? <laughs> well, I see well, where you stand. <laughs> as a person. As a person. <laughs> no, I, I feel that the, the one of the things that the whispers do that distinguishes them from other enemies, particularly Negan, there's a I, there's a reason that on Walking Dead, Negan was very clear about no rape. That mm. is absolute. Like remember, like oh, with Sasha yeah. and all of that. It's an unacceptable sort of thing. Right. Because the whispers are the opposite of that. They right. use that as a weapon and right. they employ that on their victims. And so I don't know if AMC would go there mm-hmm. because that is such a, even on channels like HBO or, or Showtime, I feel like that is like a line that, ugh, yeah. uh, you know, or, or I, maybe they could do the same thing they did with Negan where like they imply he they has imply, concubines. They Im- yeah, the, it's implied, but it's never necessary. Or courtesans or whatever they wants to call them. But yeah. Right. And then Although, maybe they imply they, they have one dramatic scene and then. Yeah, maybe like one dramatic scene while, but still not necessarily showing as much. Yeah, I mean, maybe, but it's, that is the thing that always makes me feel like, well, Gosh, you know how are we gonna do this? Oh, they'll uh, do it. But I mean, if they if they are gonna go that route, and mm-hmm. I, I feel like they're gonna go there. Yeah. You know, some mm-hmm. of the some of the more of the other prominent theories is that they may even be setting up Maggie to be. That would be very interesting. Yeah. That would be. There's there's a lot of possibilities. I've I've heard Carol, Jadis, really, Matt. Yeah. Jadis, I can sort of see, but not Carol. I couldn't see Carol, but I think that they just kind of throw her out there just because of the fact that she is such a ruthless character and she has a tendency to wander off <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know i think they made it very clear that she that with yeah. the henry thing that she's yeah. kind of back yeah i don't i don't buy that anymore whatsoever like i think that was one of the theories that would have been tossed around last season but at this point i don't think anybody really really legitimately thinks that carol could be alpha i don't think even Jadis, I'm, I'm not convinced. I think no. Jadis, I think Jadis has more of a connection to the Commonwealth actually than anything else, based on the helicopter <laughs> and the and, and all that. Like, yeah, I think, maybe, maybe. I, yeah, I think that she has more of a connection there. Uh, yeah, at this point, Maggie I'm not really sure. Yeah. Maggie yeah. would be very interesting. Mag- Maggie seems yeah. more like it to me, and a lot of people are running with that. And you know, maybe is Alden or Al is he is he the the beta dude? And uh, there's a whole thing about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they could they could be merging. They could be overlapping some of the storylines too. So. That would be very. I mean, it would be very interesting to take Maggie in and put her as as that role. Maybe Beta being more like Daryl. God damn. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I can see the missed opportunity of Maggie pursuing Al mm-hmm. being like then passed on and over to Daryl, mm-hmm. and then Maggie and Daryl get together ish. Well, the, here's the thing: like there, there is no romantic relationship in the story between Alpha and Beta. I'm not like, surprised. Beta, Beta is just very <laughs> her dutiful servant, respects and carries out her wishes, and, mm-hmm. and that's what she does. Alpha in the comic actually has close to a romantic relationship with Negan. Mm. That's wait. Mm. So that that's ooh, that makes things mm. a little bit more complicated. Than, yes, it it? yes, it does. Yes, it does. That 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 really kind of makes it a harder sell for me in terms of mm-hmm. if it's it Maggie. Being Maggie, right? Yeah, right. right. Because obviously, like I don't see Maggie based on what we saw in the season finale being like yeah okay sure I mean unless by romantic you mean rape no. <laughs> like like Maggie rapes Negan no uh, that's the romantic relationship I think she wants at the moment yeah no like, strap in buddy Lucille's going in the back door oh, you know, that sort of thing oh 
bad visual. Bad yeah, visual. you're welcome. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. It's okay. But yeah, I mean, we it's, can always go back to relish on wieners. So oh, so. <laughs> Full circle. Yeah. Full circle. People. It makes the medicine go down the relish. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I shouldn't have gone there. I don't know. I didn't really think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's like it's I'm covering up one fire with another fire. <laughs> I really did fight fire with fire there. This has been a great podcast. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's a red letter day. Jenna Elfman comments. <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We did it. We, we did made it. it. We made it. Through the day. Through the day. Yeah. I was just going to say that the Maggie thing is a hard sell. When I think about it from the larger picture of Negan and Alpha having some sort of very few characters in this post-apocalyptic world truly have a romantic relationship. It's, it's almost like always like a mild flirtation and interest that's implied but never necessarily pursued. Right. Which is the same thing. Both parties entertain it. And I don't see Maggie entertaining anything from Negan. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. It's, it's it, yeah, it's it's just an extremely tough sell. Mm-hmm. Now that it's in my mind, it's it's kind of like okay, well now I'm trying to envision all the ways in which that could happen. But yeah, it's like no, I'm not seeing it, I'm not visualizing it. We could be theorizing all this stuff, and it could be a completely new person. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, who's just gonna come in again? Yeah, sure. I did hear somebody suggest Sherry. Oh yeah, I well her. I mean you, yeah, you mentioned that like a long time ago, but now it's starting to make a little bit more sense. Yeah, but then Sherry, and then it would have to be. Dwight would have to be somewhat involved there. Yeah, yeah. That seems that. rough to me. Yeah, I'm not buying that. I don't buy that because I, I just don't see necessarily that interesting theory. But no. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, Laura, no, I, I don't see that either. No, no. So what I was about to say was like I do enjoy the idea of breaking the formula of running across another group that's uh, that's a threat to the gang and mm-hmm. instead of it being that the threat is from within i like that concept too it's yeah. different yeah, it's, it's 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 not the same trope yeah they broke the wheel <laughs> yeah season finale was was all fine and good but i think that the most haunting part was maggie daryl and jesus basically conspiring so i think that that is very different and unique from the past how many seasons here's an opponent we gotta beat them all right we beat them yay all right here's another opponent we gotta beat them we beat them yay it's like no what about if it's your own people your own people that you trust in that now are basically conspiring against you yeah and especially Welcome if they're gonna world yeah exactly and and you know if especially if they mix this in with another uh, mm-hmm. storyline like the commonwealth or you know the yeah. georgie people and stuff like I that i mean maybe it's a conflict that they have momentarily and they band together in light of a larger threat who knows? Yeah, well, it, it could be like one of those things where they try to have this thing with the Commonwealth and then the Whispers keep thwarting them or whatever mm-hmm. as they try to make more progress. Mm-hmm. And so it, maybe it's even up in the air who they are until several episodes in or a couple mm-hmm. episodes in and you don't no. know. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it kind of allows the narrative to, especially with this huge time jump that supposedly yeah. happens, it allows the kind of Maggie's original treachery to kind of take its logical conclusion right? to see how deep and how far it's gone without actually seeing it at first yeah, or yeah. actually knowing it's them at first. Yeah. So I don't know how they're going to paint and weave that storyline too. If, if it is in fact going to be Maggie, have some sort of involvement from Maggie. So uh, 
Wow. I just, yeah. yeah. It's fun to think about at the end of the day, it's going to come down to how they present it. Yep. Mm-hmm. It really is going to be like a, wait, a watch and wait sort of thing. I, mm-hmm. I almost like wonder if they shouldn't tap the guys that are doing Fear the Walking Dead right now to get involved because <sighs> what they've been doing with Fear is I the know. way they've been weaving the story. They've been doing mm-hmm. such a great job. Yeah. Not only the time Take jumps, note. but the characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like there's so much attention to detail. And I think that's kind of some of the things that have been missing with the Walking Dead episodes. Yeah, they've been complacent. I think that they've gotten comfortable. They've been doing this formula for the past, you know, eight years. Yeah. And I mean, I it's think not their fault. Again, the- no, no, no. It's, it's not their fault. And I think that now, with the death of Carl and everything, I think that now they're, they're trying to kind of flex their muscles and say, nope, we're going to forge our own path. It's time to put our writing skills to use. Yeah, exactly. And cannot lean so much on the source material. Yeah. Use it as a reference guide for sure, but flex those, those muscles and write the story the way you see fit. Yeah, yeah. Write it the way you would write it had you not seen it. <laughs> yeah. Not known about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've read this comic book. Okay, here's what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah. Just basically read these lines from the from panel, from this panel. Yeah. And, and here, here's the completely not different thing, but like, oh, here's the thing that we're going to decide to do as a result. Let's, mm-hmm. We're going to screw with your heads a little bit mm-hmm. and, and not circle back. And, yeah. and, you know, let's take some chances. Yeah, mm-hmm. And that's really what it's going to have to come down to. Yeah. No, exactly. They're going to have to. They're going to have to fuck with, with comic readers' heads again. I know. All the fanboys will be pissed, but, you know. Good, it's good. It take them Deal down. Deal with it. Deal with it. Yeah. That, this is where we stand on Squawking Dead. Mm-hmm. And this is where I guess we're going to probably leave you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's productive. Productive. Yeah. Productive episode. Yeah. I'd say. I'd say. So with that, everybody, mm-hmm. we cannot wait for, for the next few days <laughs> for, the next, for the next episode of Fear the Walking Dead. And, you know, I guess as uh, news from The Walking Dead comes out, we'll uh, keep you updated. Yeah, uh, Walking Dead news as they, as it pops up. As it and comes. rumors. <laughs> rumors, theories. Hmm. Maybe visuals. But we'll Maybe see. Maybe visuals. Yeah, exactly. There have been some images. Yep, yep. Little crew cut from uh, Rick. L- mm-hmm. Looking a little older. Yeah, future, future Rick. Negan very much absent, so you know that they're probably keeping him uh, under wraps so that people don't start. Oh, it's old oh, man. Yeah, Negan. that's right. Yeah, so they're probably not necessarily showing him very much, but I speculate that they are doing the chime jump, you know, and you'll see imprisoned old man Negan just because like, he's been seen with big bushy beard and all of that. <laughs> that yeah. I got to imagine it's probably related. Yeah, it's like, here's what you got to do. You got to grow out the beard, Jeffrey. Just, D. Grow, it, just grow it out. JD. Yep. Can I call you yeah. JD? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're keeping me in this cage, literally, in this hotel. Uh, uh, yeah, they, Lenny James says that they would do that a lot with him. Yeah, poor guy. Yeah, we yeah. talked about that, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Guy. Throw people off. So, as always, we'll see you then. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>